me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxwain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi everyone, I'm Alexa. And I'm Taylor, and we are Uncorked and Unfiltered. And we would like to remind you guys to follow us, subscribe wherever you are listening to us. And if that's on Apple Podcasts, to hit that five-star review. And you can also follow us on social media. Our Instagram is at uncorked underscore unfiltered, and our Twitter is at uncorked podcast. Yes, please do it. We like five stars, nothing less. Nothing less. We're just five-star people. <laughs> Okay, we need to just get into this because the Megan Harry tell-all. Epic. It was a lot. Epic. It yeah. was a lot, and it's crazy. I feel like as many people watched the Super Bowl watched this. Literally, I feel like, I mean, I would say boys, but I was watching it with my dad, and he fell asleep in like 0.2 seconds, so maybe <laughs> not. But it was huge. Like. Yeah. We're going to break was, it down. We're going to break it down. Um, and we're just going to talk about everything that happened because a lot was talked about. A lot was revealed. So mm-hmm. yeah, Taylor, uh, start us off. Okay. So it was a two hour special and started with Megan and Oprah together. Um, and Oprah was kind of like, let's just get right into it. Like, how did you and Harry first start dating? How did it feel? Whatever. Yeah. Did you research them. And Megan was kind of like, no, I didn't Google my boyfriend and I didn't do any research into the royal family at all. And I was like, that's very interesting because I Google everyone. So I just feel like if I was dating a prince, I would 1 million percent look into the royal family. Yeah, come on. You don't do like a quick Google search. Right, right. And she even said like my parents, I didn't grow up like following them or anything like that. She said something um, like her mom didn't know something about the royal family. I can't think of it right now. But she basically made it seem like she didn't really look into him much. She said, um, anything I need to know about him, he's telling me. So I don't know. I personally think I would have kind of like at least looked into what I'm supposed to do to be courteous to the queen because... She even said, like, the first time she met the queen, she wasn't really told that she was going to meet her. She was just kind of in the car. And Harry was like, oh, by the way, like, do you know how to curtsy? And Megan was like, what? And he was like, you have to curtsy before my grandmother. And she was like, well, I thought that was only something that you did in public. So I just feel like I would have probably at least done a little bit of research, kind of, just to, like, just for my own mental, like, I need to be prepared. 100%. I mean, it's. But honestly, even the fact that that was how she was from the start is kind of telling of like how the narrative ended up going. Like mm-hmm. she was different. She was definitely different. She's not Kate a hundred percent. Like she wasn't, she really was an outsider. Like yeah. wasn't even really a fan of the Royal family. Yeah. And I guess maybe that could be part of what Harry liked about her so much is that she just genuinely didn't know, didn't care. She said it 
you know, I'm a celebrity, so I'm, I'm used to meeting famous people. I didn't see it as anything other than that. And when Harry was like prepping her in the car, she was like, oh, shit. So this isn't just a famous person. This is I- I'm meeting a queen. OK, I there is a difference, you know. Right. So that I don't know, that kind of surprised me. Um, then she went on and they started addressing the headlines from the British media. Um, Oprah was reading some of them to Megan and Megan was like, I had never even heard that one. Like, so I guess she really just didn't pay attention to it. Um, the biggest one I think that I, I remember is when it came out that Megan had made Kate cry yes. um, a few days before the wedding with like flower girl dresses or something. Right. Yes. And Megan was like, that is not at all what happened. Megan was like, I was the one that was crying from Kate. Right. And I kind of was like, please don't shatter my like love of Princess, like Duchess Kate or whatever you call her, Queen Kate, because like I love Kate. Me too. But um, I guess there was just some like tension before the wedding and Kate was unhappy with something and Megan cried. And Megan said, you know, we've moved on. She sent me flowers. She apologized. She wrote me a little note like I'm we have moved on from it. Um. So, but then Oprah was like, so are you guys good? And Megan was uh, like, we've, we've moved on. Right. So she didn't didn't really clarify what their status is, their relationship. Right. Right. Which leads me to believe, I think there probably is some underlying tension there that the media probably did pick up on. Right. Um, Then they went on to talk about the double standard Mm -hmm. in the media between Kate and Megan. And the biggest one was, when Kate was pregnant, she was eating an avocado and the media was like, good for Kate taking care of her body with the baby, blah, blah, blah. Then Megan was seen eating an avocado and they were like, how dare Megan eat an avocado? Their deforestation is such a problem with avocados and she clearly is supporting that. So she's a bad person. And it was just like, it's literally the same thing. It's crazy how it was the same thing, but it was so different for their like the media's reaction was so different for each person yeah it just goes to show media it just they can write whatever they want they can say and they know how to twist it Uh and it's nonsense none of it is makes sense none of it comes from any type of truth they just say what they want to say and it seemed like it turned into some rival where if you liked kate you hated megan or if you liked megan you didn't like kate when it's like a rivalry rivalry did not need to happen but that's what the media wanted to happen. And so that's what they created. It's almost like they wanted some kind of like villain from Megan. God only knows why, but they wanted to like villainize her a little bit and make her seem like she wasn't as good as Kate, which is like not true. But. No, I mean, they're both, they just both married into the Royal family. It's yeah. a huge thing. And it's sad yeah. that that was happening and that, you know, it's also I don't blame her for not watching reading articles and stuff. I feel like a lot of famous people do that when they say, like, you're never supposed to Google yourself. Um, yeah. So I don't blame her at all. I mean, considering she already went through such a rough time, I'd only imagine if she actually w- saw everything that came out. I mean, forget right. it. Right. I agree. Um, I definitely agree. This little tip that kind of made me happy so her and harry got married in private three days before the wedding i love they, that right they just wanted a moment for them like the 
big wedding Megan said was for the world like that was the spectacle that was so people could watch and see she was like but the marriage and like that is for he and I and like that's what we want to remember so I thought that was really sweet I love that I also love how like no one else no one in the world knew like it was their little secret and like as that day was going on I did feel like they almost like I felt like they're, they, they did we were in on like some sort of secret. I could tell by their eyes. And that's really yeah. cute that they just knew that they already had done it. Yeah. She was like, we have those vows hanging up in our room, like not the vows from the big ceremony. So cute. It just makes it so much more like, okay, like there's such love between them, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, And then I guess as like they started getting more serious even into dating and then once they were married Megan was told by the palace that they would protect her from false rumors from everything but they didn't um they were willing to make Megan look bad in order to protect other members of the family so like when they said Megan made Kate cry like that's you know just one example of a falsehood and she was like I don't understand why you're all willing to lie to make you know, to protect Will and Kate, but you're not willing to like tell the truth to protect us. Like that's not really fair. Right. And like probably by saying we'll protect you, it's like you're at the bottom of the totem pole. So we'll protect you if it has like nothing to do with anyone else. Right. But when it comes down to like the ranking, like you're at the end. So we're always going to put others in front of you, which is not protection. Not at all. (laughs) Not at all. Um, she even said like she went to them and asked them for help many times and they just said no. Yeah. Like they were like, oh yeah, sure. Like, well, we'll, we'll get to you or whatever. And they just like, the, she that. always talks about the institution. Like what, what is the institution? It's like that group of people. It's, it's the family plus like the, the staff <clears throat> that works. Like the senior advisors and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, she bashed the royal family without saying just the family. Like she just kept it. saying the institution. Yeah, and the that front. sounds like a cult. I don't like that word. It does. It. You know what? I think it is a little culty. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I support it because I want to be a cult leader someday. I want to be well. in the cult. Yeah. Right. Same. Like, I want to be the leader, though. I want to be the queen. I see that for you. Thank you. Um. So then, Oprah kind of moved the conversation to the baby and like a lot came out about Archie that's just like I feel so bad so they said Archie is not a prince um and he would not receive security since he is not he doesn't have a title um and that's as of right now from what I understand from the way the conversation went once Charles becomes king then Archie will be a prince okay because the grand kids of the royal of like the monarch are always prince princess whatever so for me i was like well then what's the point just make him a prince now and give him a little security like i don't get it yeah and if you're what's the point of waiting however many years just do it now when he's born um megan also revealed that there were conversations about how dark archie's skin would be um someone had the conversations with harry and then he went back and told megan but he wouldn't say who said it to him he said Charles. that's what i'm thinking too <laughs> i'm literally like it has to be because charles is a fucking asshole and i hate yeah. him and i just want to blame it on him i'll blame everything on him i blame COVID on him i totally support that like i don't care no he sucks um but my mom 
is like, I wonder if it was William because Harry was like, it would be so damaging to the person that I, I could never right. say it. I'm thinking it was either Philip. Yeah. I could, I could kind of see it. Charles. Cause I fucking hate him or William. Like it's yeah. got to be someone who's like right there kind of in line for it. Like to be a uh, Royal or whatever next. But I agree. It's one of those three. I just hope it wasn't William. Like me too. But I mean, we don't know what he says in privacy, you know? Right. And the fact that they wouldn't say it means it is one of those like senior people that if they said it, like forget it. Yeah. The whole Royal family would be damned or whatever. Right. Completely. Um, That's so terrible though, that that was said. Right? Like it's so it's so so sad that this it wasn't seen as like a positive and like you know like going more into the modern world and like it, yeah. it's so sad that it was so, that some of them saw it as a negative. It really is. It's also so sad that that was even a thought that crossed someone's mind. Like who right. cares? Like during you such know? an exciting time for Harry and Meghan to have to hear those stupid concerns, quote right. unquote, like that must have been like so heartbreaking to come from your own family. Right. Like that's not a a concern. That's a concern is like, we hope the baby's healthy. We hope the baby, you know, has 10 fingers and 10 toes and everything like that. But something like that is just ridiculous. It agreed. It's, it's sad that that's, but this makes sense. Moving on to the next point of the conversation, Megan revealed that there were many times she contemplated suicide and just being in this family and how toxic it was and the media and how toxic that was. There was an an event that her and Harry went to while she was pregnant. Um, She was in like a beautiful, like glittery dress. They looked so happy. They were holding hands. And Megan was like, I look at that picture and I want to throw up. She was like, an hour before that was taken was when I told Harry, like, I am going to kill myself. I cannot continue living. Um, and she was like, but we we had to go to work. Like, I had to put on a happy face. And, like, no one had any idea that I was crying my eyes out 10 minutes earlier before the car came and got us. But, like, and Harry was even like, well, why don't you just stay home tonight? And she was like, I, I can't stay home. Like, I don't know what I'll do to myself. I need to, like, be with you. And she said, if you zoom in on this picture and you zoom in on our hands, Harry's knuckles are white because he's holding my hand so hard just to like we're just like clinging to each other like trying to just get through this day and like figure it all out and she said I went to the firm or the institution or whatever the fuck you want to call them and asked like I need to go to a hospital I need I need help like I need mental help and they said no they're like you're not one of our staff so we can't help you crazy that's so so sad and it's just like The media, it really is like a, it's a virus. It's a curse because we're never going to learn. Society is never going to learn that like photos and stuff is like not necessarily what is happening and what is true. And it's like the fact that like no one had any idea and just would like take assumptions from photos. I mean, that's just terrible to go through that while you're like eight months pregnant too. Like, and then when it came down to it, when she it's very brave to even like admit that stuff and to yeah. vocalize it. And the fact that she then went to people who 
isn't her husband and said like, I need help. I I need to go somewhere. And they said, no, it's a miracle. She got through it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was like the biggest turning point for Harry when he was like, we're done. Yeah. We're out. Like we got I mean, Now it makes sense. Like mm-hmm. this is, this is, it's coming down to life or death. Then none of this shit matters. Yeah. Agreed. So then like Harry kind of joined the interview and it got a little light, light for this conversation again. Um, but Oprah was like, what is the most simple reason in like three words, four words of why you guys left? And he said, um, we didn't have the support and we didn't have understanding from our family and we just couldn't stay somewhere like that. Um, he said he felt like history was starting to repeat itself with Diana and um, Megan. And so he was like, I just did what I had to do because to protect my family and get them out of there. And he said, you know, with his mom, it was bad enough, but with Megan, there was the added pressure of racism and then also social media. And so he was like, it just, it was way too much. Like there was no way we could live a happy, healthy life there. Right. Um, he said he didn't blindside his grandma. People are and articles are going about saying his grandmother had no idea. The queen was shocked. Blah, blah, right. blah. He was like, no, this was like a two year conversation. I had multiple conversations with my grandmother. He was like, I, we zoom all the time. Like so cute. very close now. Yeah. So there's no bad blood between Harry and Queenie. Um, and Megan even straight up said she would have stayed in the family. Like she was willing to give up everything and marry him. Um, but it wasn't healthy so she had to get out right and harry straight up said like i never would have left unless like megan no he said i never would have left but like watching what happened to megan made him be like i gotta protect my family like we're out right so i was like harry you're so cute i mean i'm so happy that they found each other i mean it really really shows that they are such like a strong couple but I mean it it all makes sense now I don't blame them I don't mm-hmm. and the fact that they did it so soon just shows how bad it was so fast yeah that it's like why are we gonna stick around if it's this bad this soon yeah I get it yeah um the family cut him off financially in early 2020 um which I felt kind of bad for him um, he said, though, that his mom left him money and, like, that's how they survived or whatever. So right. Um, he was also stripped of his royal and military, honorary military titles, um, which he was kind of upset about. But, like, he understood why the queen had to do it. So all, like, the losing the money and, like, the the military and the royal like that's just because it has to be done that's what happens when pe- people leave not because it was like out of spite i don't know i that's the way they made it seem right um so i'm i don't have a full answer for that um but it does seem like he left on good terms with queenie however um there's a massive strain on his relationship with his dad and his relationship with Will, he said. Right. Fuck his um, dad. Yeah, fuck his dad. <laughs> <laughs> um, Harry said, like, 
his dad wasn't even answering his calls for a while. Terrible. I still don't think they're really talking much. I think it's sporadic. Right. Um, And he said the relationship between him and Will is there's just space. Like that's how it was defined as. So to me, that it's some of it seems like it might have been spitefully done. But other stuff seems like that's just the way the cookie crumbled. Right. You know? That's how, how it goes when this happens. Yeah. Um, Harry said he doesn't regret any of it. Megan said her one regret was that she believed that they would protect her and she wished she didn't believe that. So, right. Right. But good news in all of this, though. They're having a girl. Oh, that's so cute. So cute. That's so cute. I know. I'm so excited. And then that's it. They're done, they said. So they got that's a little, so boy and a little girl. I know. I wonder well, if they'll name her Diana. Oh my God. I would literally sob. Right. I could see it. At least the middle name. It. I could see it too. Yeah. That Even is, uh, I really feel like this was a big step in them. Mm-hmm. healing from it all and now that it's all out in the open they could just start their newish lives in like america and yeah. then yeah. there's no secrets there's no like build up yeah i think so too i think it's good for them to be honest yeah oh well they have that podcast right i think so do you think they'd want to come on our show maybe we should ask them i feel like we could be like, we could help you guys since like you're new to this. Like we could get you listeners, right. um, followers. Yeah. So we could ask them. All right. I'll reach out. Cool. 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 <laughs> all right. Well, that's all of that. And that's really like was like the hottest take that's been happening. Yeah. But before we will go into our bachelor stuff, I did want to talk about this Taylor Swift drama that's been happening since we didn't have an episode last week. Um, it was pretty big. So I wanted to go over it. And I'm sure a lot of you listeners like saw this happening. Mm-hmm. So we could break it down. Break it down. All right. So the TV show Ginny and Georgia came out on Netflix um, like end of February. And it follows the lives of a mo- mother-daughter duo. And it's kind of, it's been described as like Gilmore Girls, but with a twist, like more witty and stuff. Um, honey. <laughs> at least we made it through the harry and megan stuff yeah good job honey <laughs> okay um okay but um when the show aired they kind of uh came into some crosshairs with taylor swift after a sexist joke was made about her in the show mm. basically the joke was like the mom and daughter are talking or like arguing and the daughter says to the mom you go through men faster than taylor swift so uh cue taylor swift (laughs) she makes a tweet that blows up and the tweet says hey jenny and georgia 2010 called and it wants its lazy deeply sexist joke back how about we stop degrading hard-working hard-working woman by defining this horseshit as funny also, at Netflix, after Miss Americana, this outfit doesn't look cute on you. Happy Women's History Month, I guess. Mm. The tweet was, like, so spicy. I loved it. Um, so that dig she did to Netflix, Netflix hosted her documentary last year, Miss Americana, and it was very successful, um, nominated for a bunch of stuff. So people now wonder if this is going to affect, like, 
their working relationship in the future. Like, if she puts out other stuff, is she now going to, like, block out Netflix because of this? But um, Taylor Swift and her fans ended up getting some backlash because Swifties are insane. They're not... Like, I'm a fan of Taylor Swift, but honestly, I don't like to call myself a Swifty because the Swifties are, like, mentally ill at times. Mm-hmm. Like, they're just, like, so over the top and they're so aggressive. So, basically, when this came out, they started attacking both the leads of Ginny and Georgia on social media. And that, unfortunately, included racial abuse directed towards one of the main leads who's black. And, um, you know, Taylor Swift never made a statement people kind of said she should have come on and said hey guys i appreciate the support but this isn't support and it's like it's rough because you can't blame taylor swift for what her fans have done because she can't necessarily stop it right people are annoyed because they feel like she knew what was going to come of this when she tweeted that and people think she should have made a statement when it got aggressive to say, hey, guys, chill. Yeah. I mean, I could see that, you know. Yeah. It's a little culty, the Swifties, I would say. Very culty. It's, um, and it's not her fault. Like, no. she can't help what her fans are doing. No. But people just feel like she should have known what was going to come from this. Um, Ginny and Georgia creators have not made a statement to Taylor Swift, have not said anything. Right. Um, so I don't think they're going to now. It's been like over a week. So I think yeah. what's done is done. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Netflix didn't make any type of statement. I feel like there's probably conversations happening behind closed doors. For sure. But um, yeah, so that was that drama with that. And um, I do, I, I do feel for Taylor. I mean, She's been in like a freaking five-year relationship. She's mm-hmm. a straight-up adult. She's 32. Yet she's never going to get away from these jokes. Mm-mm. So I get it. I do understand her frustration. And I think she should be able to make this statement if she wants to. Like if they wanted to be ballsy enough to do the joke, she's allowed to comment on it. So I have a lot of thoughts, to be honest. Um, I think Taylor Swift made her career early on about writing songs about men and it wasn't really like a secret or a surprise like she kind of was pretty open about it um i don't think that gives them a right to make a joke about it um and i think they should have probably watched what they said a little bit more and i think taylor swift had a right to respond to it but i think it's wrong of people to assume that she knew by her comment, how much it would spiral because she's not psychic. She's no. yeah. and she was annoyed and she tweeted. Understandable. Who hasn't done that? <laughs> <laughs> I do think though, once it started getting aggressive, she should probably just say something like, guys, let's back off here a little bit. No need for absolutely no need for it to get aggressive and racial and anything like that. Like the um characters or the lead they didn't write it they're reading right they're acting so don't attack them that's fucked i think i think there's a lot of wrong parties um but i think like the swifties probably just sort of like shimmer down a little bit you know they're crazy they're literally crazy. crazy i mean it's not like they said 
in the tweet, like in the joke, something like super like really bad about Taylor Swift and like about her music, like a- like anything like that. They just made like a very lighthearted joke. Was it stupid and probably didn't need to be in there? Absolutely. But like you don't need to like attack. Totally. Like yeah. It's just yeah. And like I don't know, like I am tired of the whole narrative about like she made her career writing songs about men because look up every freaking artist. What do they write about? Love, relationships. Like right. I agree with that. And it's like no one is doing this shit about the men, Justin Bieber, you know, like the weekend where he talked about Bella and he talked about Selena. So it's like when people are acting like she's the only freaking girl that's written about her relationships and men, it's like, what else do you write about? Like, so I understand her frustration because it's like, it's tired. It's a tired joke. Like, yeah, it was a stupid one line off, but obviously it's a soft soft spot for her. Right. And I bet she was probably more hurt that it came on Netflix too. Considering Like I'm assuming they had a good relationship and now it kind of like ruined it. Right. Right. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Oh gosh, taste left. I love this shit though. Like I felt, you know, know, like obviously, like I thought it was annoying, but as soon as I saw her Twitter, I, her tweet, I was like, oh, here we go, because she just like, as she's gotten older, she gives no fucks, and I'm yeah. here for it. Yeah, I mean, as it should be. Yeah, but I don't know. I guess we'll see what happens if anything comes of it, but I don't think anything will. I think it's probably fading into the darkness as we speak. Me too. Goodbye. Goodbye. Commercial break. If you're looking for CBD products, look no further than Zelm Labs. They have CBD oils, CBD muscle cream, CBD skincare products, and much more. CBD helps calm anxiety, stress, and helps aid with sleeplessness. Zelm Labs is a premium CBD with a double certification with COA and GMP certified. Zelm Labs has a wide array of products from soft gels to gummies and even CBD for your dogs. Use our code UNCORKED, U-N-C-O-R-K-E-D, for 20% off of your products. If you go to zelmlabs.com, Z-E-L-M labs.com. Before we get into... Rose's recaps and refreshers. I just want to shout all my siblings out. We had a lovely sibling FaceTime a couple weeks ago, and I just wanted to give them a quick hi. Evan, Kristen, Jess, Ryan, Lauren, love you all. And just because I know my my older sister listens to every episode, um, I will give a shout out to Raquel as well and copycat uh, Taylor. Nicolette, hello as well, too, even though I know you don't listen to this. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta love siblings. Oh, yeah. But all right, moving on to our Roses recaps and refreshers. So this week was Fantasy Suites, and I feel like it was what we expected, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no real plot twists, I guess. Um the only thing would be when his dad came on. Like, I fully wasn't expecting that conversation. Yeah. Um, I also noticed something with the editing. I don't know if this is like a Frankenbiting or whatever. But when he was crying in his interview, th- it was definitely not Frankenbiting. When he was crying in his interview scene after like talking to his dad, the way they made it look like on the coming 
attractions made it look like he was crying over a girl leaving but the reality was he was crying over his dad and i was like i caught you i know they do that all the time in the trailers they like show a clip for something that isn't something else like remember they did that with heather or something where yeah yeah it's annoying it not you bachelor yeah we know what you're doing you're getting a little a little weak yeah you don't fool me at all but uh yeah so i guess we could start it off where the episode started like taylor said where his dad came over and um it's very clear that they don't have the strongest relationship and it's a little strained mm-hmm. um it seems to all stem from how his dad, like, not only wasn't a good father, but he also seems like he was very unfaithful to his mom. And that's just something that I feel like has, like, cast a shadow over Matt's, like, entire childhood and probably affects him now today with, like, his adult relationships. Yeah. I'm sure dating is hard when, like, I mean, he said dating's been hard for him because of how he was brought up and like what he saw his mom go through and like how his dad treated his mom and stuff like that. So it, it was nice to have a glimpse into who he is and like why he is the way that he is. Yeah. And I the dad was like intense where he was just like, yeah. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. It's like, okay, you can't try and like kind of apologize and then like <laughs> gaslight Matt and then say Literally. he's not perfect. Literally, I was like, this is fully about you right now and everything you did wrong. So like you need to sit there and take it. Yeah. But it was crazy. So that clearly shook him up a bit. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then he went into his first fantasy suite date with Michelle. I died at the Pennsylvania Dutch spa i want that i like want it too but i'm also like do you think butter clogs pores i don't know why but i'm thinking yes right i don't know (laughs) Mm -hmm. so i'm just like i am very i don't know if i would want all that all up on me i don't know but it i don't know and was it really milk like could you actually have drank the milk we never got a confirmation but it looked like milk okay yeah it was just like a little bit strange yeah but throughout the entire date it was like so obvious how smitten michelle was like she's just so in love like so happy to be with him no matter what they're doing um and then the rest of their date you know went well there was that awkward part when they were in bed together Mm -hmm. and michelle kind of went on again about how hometowns and him meeting her family really made her like fall in love and like she just kind of confessed to him once again, like, I am I just am, like, falling in love with you. And then Bat's response was, thank you for sharing. Yeah. And it was a little uncomfy. Yeah. Not good. But, yeah. I'm concerned for Michelle. Yeah, I'm concerned. I don't want her to get hurt. But mm-hmm. we shall see. So mm-hmm. then, yeah, that was pretty much it with their date, right? Like, Yeah, she just said she's in love with him. He didn't really say anything back. But yeah, but then when she came back in the morning, this shit is the most awkward thing. Like, bravo to the producers for making them do this with the other girls, but also (laughs) like shame on them because it's so Mm -hmm. painful and it's like pure torture. Mm -hmm. Michelle comes in, they're like, Rachel and Brie are like, How was it? And Michelle's (laughs) like, Oh, it was great. Like, this, this, and this. Rachel starts hysterically crying. (laughs) Like, yeah. In the middle of Michelle talking. And um, 
it was just you uncomfortable, I feel like, for everyone, but especially Rachel could not handle it. And then it was Bree's day. So then I think even more so Rachel knowing that like she has another day to like sit in like agony. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. She spiraled a little bit. Yeah, it was spiral city week for Rachel. Yeah. But then Bree's date happened and um, so they went like camping and they set up a tent and they were roasting marshmallows. And to be completely honest, I thought they were going to be sleeping in the tent. And I <laughs> would have been like, Brie, just leave, like walk away. I literally thought back to when like Tasha and who was it? Ivan. Ivan slept yeah. in that trailer. I mean, yeah. at least it's a trailer. Right. But I know I thought the same thing. I was like, they're not doing this to Brie. Yeah. I would riot. I love Brie. I think she's so pretty. Yeah, me too. But thank God they didn't do it to her. Right. I mean, there wasn't really anything to even write home. Like, I feel like nothing really exciting happened. No. I mean, (laughs) they just had conversations. Oh, yeah. She like, remember she straight up asked him. She was like, are you ready for an engagement? Oh, yes, 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 yes. And then he went on about his dad, right? And like. Yeah. I'm like, he basically I said yes, but he definitely didn't say yes, and I'm leaning towards you. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> definitely that wasn't it. <laughs> it was like, I can see myself proposing to someone. Someone. Um, if I love them enough and if I feel like they're the one, I feel like I could do it. Almost uh-huh. like a friend was asking him while Brie was right. like, I'm asking about me, you dumbass. Right. Like, focus, focus on me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But. It was weird because coming into the date, I feel like she was shaky after seeing how much fun Michelle had. Mm-hmm. And then it was clear when she got back from the date, like her confidence was like boosted. Like I think, yeah, which I feel like is common because you had a whole day alone and like you just feel like you don't know how he is with other girls. So you probably assume yours is the strongest. Right. But I remember when she came in and like Rachel and Michelle are like, how was it? She was just like, ah, oh, it was so good. Like, guys, like, it's just worth the wait. And I remember Rachel, like, if looks could kill, I think Rachel would have killed her. Yeah, she would have 100% been dead. And then Rachel was like, I guess I'll just go get ready for my date as, like, tears are streaming down her face. I was like, it's going to be okay. She gets up and just walks into the other room to cry. Literally. <laughs> the drama of it all. The drama. Like, yeah. And then, yeah, let's just get on to that. When Rachel was walking up to Matt and she looked miserable. I was like, this is the cringiest walk up I have ever seen in my entire life. I also hated her top. What was that? Who allowed her to wear that? I don't know. Where did she buy it from? She should never shop there again. Yeah, I mean, it just was a cutout for your belly button, like... I don't understand. Like why? And it's like, it's fucking fall. It was probably 50 degrees out. Right. I mean, it does. They show it's snowing in the next one. So I'd assume it was very cold. Yeah. So I'm a little. Put a sweater on. Put just cover your belly button. Mm -hmm. I don't understand what the issue is. I don't. (sighs) She walked up and it was like super awkward. You could just tell the tension was like you could cut it with a butter knife. Yeah. She. Yeah. And then they started making the pottery and it was like a blind date. Like she was just focusing yeah. on hers, was like trying to crack jokes to ease. I feel like 
Mm-mm. everything. But like, I think he was so uncomfortable at that point. He didn't even like, he was barely talking to her. Yeah. And then what she like fucked up her pottery. And then she finally was like, let's go talk. <laughs> yeah. I, you could just tell she was over the whole pottery thing. She yeah. did it. They did it for like five minutes and she was like, I need to talk to you. And basically she unleashed every feeling she was having on. Porn. Yeah. Which I think was smart of her. And I think is the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and he seemed to have said every, anything, everything he said seemed to like have made her feel better. I don't I mean, even yeah. remember what he even said. Like, I felt like it was all fluff, but. Well, so this is when she told him that she's in love with him and like he's her person and all this stuff. And he said, I'm falling in love with oh, you. Right. And I just feel like that solidifies that she <sighs> wins. Because he didn't say it to Michelle, who said it to him multiple times. He didn't say it to Bree, who said it to him. Rachel is the only one he said it to. Yeah. I'm I get that, but also just playing devil's advocate. Rachel also like he could have gotten a vibe when she sat him down that like she was possibly gonna bolt or mm-hmm. leave. So maybe in a state of panic, he was like, What can I say to make her feel better aka make her stay versus the other two have not given an inclination that they were going to leave true so he didn't feel like he needed to show his cards in that way i'm just saying like because you know when serena left that really upset him so maybe he got nervous and like really felt like i need to tell this girl how i'm feeling while he didn't want to show the cards to the other ones i mean who knows but you have a good point yeah i mean i hope you're right i just I don't know. It seemed a little like. I mean, really we've always said that she's stood out ever since probably like yeah. the sixth episode. Yeah. Because for some reason, she's just always had a thing for her. But a little awkward now with everything that's going on. But I guess we'll get to it. Yeah, we will. For sure. Um. So, yeah. Then they had their dinner and everything seemed great and then they had the fireworks i always think now especially because it's all in the resort that when the fireworks went off those other poor girls definitely heard it and knew what it was for definitely poor things yeah the thing that happened with rachel's date and not like michelle's because rachel probably would have just walked out and been like that's it she's getting fireworks i'm done a hundred percent she would have like shaved her head yeah like that would have been it But, yeah, so then in the same pattern, now she was like, I'm amazing. He's my husband, and this Mm -hmm. is just it. And Mm -hmm. I know that what we have, he doesn't also feel with them. So then we have the rose ceremony. And all three of them looked amazing, but Brie looked stunning. Flawless. Flawless. And the sad thing is she was the one that went home. Yeah. Depressing. Yeah. Very depressing. I mean, I think we saw it coming. Yeah, we did. Because I wasn't going to send home Rachel. We also right. just still feel like Michelle, they definitely have a very, very strong connection. So yeah. it was pretty telling. But, I mean, yeah, I felt bad for her, especially because I felt like the fantasy suites and she felt so confident. So to then have that, like, that high to then just, like, be brought down is, like, 
sucky. Yeah. I feel like she was probably a little bit blindsided. I mean, I feel like she had some suspicions because she got the last rose the week before. She said that. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like she might have still been a little bit like shaky with it, but I don't know. Poor thing. Yeah. She should be the bachelorette. That's all I'm saying. I know. I would love her to be. She's mm-hmm. awesome. And since she quit her job, she was like nothing else to do. Right. So like it shouldn't be a problem. Right. Right. But now it's down to Michelle or Rachel. And I'm just like ready to see like what dramatics they're going to try and do with the Bachelor finale since they mm-hmm. always try to make it some bullshit, you know? Yeah. Like something – so what, like Michelle's crying in the hotel room. It seems like Matt's walking around the resort crying out about something. Yeah. So yeah, I'm super curious. And you don't really see a lot of Rachel. No. And then you hear Rachel say he didn't even want to see me today. So what does he cancel their date? Yeah. Which is weird. Huh. Hopefully it'll be a good finale because the season's just been so boring. Predictable. Like, I feel like even when we're recapping it, like on this segment, everyone just probably fast forwards through this because it's boring. (laughs) Yeah. That's why we didn't even recap the woman tell all because there was nothing to tell all. I hated the entire two hours I watched that. It was so boring. I like, yeah, it was so boring. But. I have faith. I think the finale will be good. And then I'm also excited for the after Rose Mm -hmm. ceremony because I think that will be juicy. Yes. So I definitely think next week will be like, so it'll be the finale, I think. And then the after Rose is right after it. So is the finale an hour and then finale is two hours. And then the after Rose is after that. Oh my God. I might have to call out of work because this is, (laughs) I'm going to be up till midnight. (laughs) I know. I know. Big night, big night. Wow. So there you have it, guys. That is our full recap. And uh, make sure you are all caught up on The Bachelor. If you have to listen to our other recaps, go ahead, click on them. Um, And while you're there, you can subscribe to our podcast wherever you're listening to us. And if it's on Apple Podcasts, you can give us five stars. And you can also follow us on social media. Our Instagram is at uncorked underscore unfiltered. And our Twitter is at uncork podcast. Stay hydrated. And drink wine. Bye, guys. (laughs) 